views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub from Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. This is the time to empower yourself. Now, here's your host, Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. No matter where you're listening to Empowerment Radio from, I welcome you to the show and I am so grateful that you have tuned in and that you are ready to get one step further on your journey to self-empowerment, like we all are on that journey. And uh, today I wanna talk about this really important topic, which uh, I think I called the one thing we need to survive, uh, to survive as a species. And uh, that sounds really uh, kind of almost scary. What is the one thing? Is it oxygen? Is it uh, clean water? Is it uh, food? Is it uh, a Mars bar? No, what we really need to survive is compassion. Now, compassion is, I think, a a very important topic that probably all of us have thought about, all of us have felt at some point, all of us have hopefully also experienced as a recipient of compassion. But the reason why I'm saying this is so important for us as a species to survive is because of those really tragic events that happened in Houston with Harvey And now everyone in Florida and uh, the islands, the Caribbean islands, and maybe in other areas on the East Coast are bracing themselves already for Irma. And what those storms and other natural disasters really show to us, that they don't make any distinction between races, between haves or haves not, between political affiliation, between any preferences, it doesn't matter to a storm. It just comes and it asks us to deal with it. Now, how did we deal with it? How did the people in Houston and around deal with it? Well, one of the things that I found so positive and encouraging and inspirational was how the authorities were asking for volunteers Please, can you get out your trucks, your boats, your kayaks, and help looking for people that need support, that may be stuck on their roofs, that may be stuck in their homes. And and people came out in throws. They were absolutely ready to do whatever they can to even put their own lives at risk to help others. Others were in uh, shelters and we're donating clothes and food and money and 
I think that is what compassion and action is all about, coming together as a community, as equals, and just knowing, yes, you are in need, and I will show up for you, and I will help you. Now, we don't necessarily only have to show up in compassion when there is a disaster, right? We should be able to tap into compassion and be compassionate to each other on a day-to-day -day basis. Wouldn't life be much better? Wouldn't it be so much more pleasant if we would know that when you meet someone, there is a compassionate person across you? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we would actually not fall into judgment or any kind of negativity towards others, but be able to see them through compassionate eyes. Well, that is not necessarily the tendency that we are living in right now. And that is something we have just to be aware of. The reality of the current climate, not only in the US, but in other countries as well, is more a climate of divisiveness. It's a climate of anger. It's a climate of us versus them. It's a climate that basically is rejecting and excluding a lot that is different. People that look different, have different origins, have different languages they speak. That tendency that right now comes from fear, from anxiety, from a sense of insecurity that says, let's just build a wall. Let's just keep people out or send them back. Let's just make everyone fight for themselves and let us be the ones that, you know, are the closest and everyone who is different. Let them just, you know, basically deal on their own. That is not compassionate living. And I believe as a species, we cannot survive if we are just separating ourselves again into little tribes that are just only looking other, looking after their 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 kindred spirits and not looking after all those that may be outside of the tribe. So compassion is, I believe, uh, a healing, a healing energy. I think compassion is a force inside of us that we all have ability to get to. And I think compassion is that what will make our species eventually overcome all the challenges that we are dealing with, whether it's challenges like global warming, shortage of food, shortage of water, whether it's the challenges of dealing with people that are in power, but obviously, you know, a little crazy like in North Korea, you know, there is there are challenges that we are all facing right now that without compassion and without feeling that that link, that energy between us will be hard. To deal with. So today the show is dedicated to our compassion. First of all, what is compassion and how can we make our ability to be compassionate towards others and also towards ourselves stronger? Now, when I looked into the dictionary of compassion, it says interesting things that I don't totally agree with. But what it said, for example, is that compassion uh, is um, defined as a feeling that arises when we are confronted with another suffering and feel motivated 
to relieve that suffering. Now, another definition said that compassion is the ability to feel other people's pain and be in pain with them. But that is more empathy than compassion. And I think there is a very important distinction to make between empathy and compassion. A lot of people are empathetic, especially those that are very sensitive. Now, when they're empathetic, that means that they do feel other people's pain. I mean, very empathetic myself. And when I see on TV someone at the dentist getting a, a cavity filled, I feel the drill in my teeth. I can actually feel the vibration. And so I think empathy is certainly something that makes us just live through whatever difficulty or pain other people are dealing with. Now, the problem with empathy is that empathy also often leads us to being stuck in the experience of others. So if you are sad and then there is an empathetic person who feels your sadness while well, that person sits next to you and also cries, which may feel good. You know, shared misery is always better than alone. But at the end, it's not necessarily getting you out of that hole that you're in. It's like you're drowning and the empathetic person is jumping in the water and is drowning with you. Well, the compassionate person, on the other hand, would see that you're drowning and would look for a life preserver or a piece of wood or anything to get you out of the water. A compassionate person sees you in the darkness of your mind and holds up the light to make you just see the way out. A compassionate person understands that you're in pain and maybe in a place of great insecurity, but that person sees beyond those illusions and beyond those beliefs and knows that there is potential, potential for you to heal, potential for you to grow, potential for you to also love and appreciate yourself. So compassion goes beyond empathy because it also opens the way, just like these amazing helpers in Houston and Texas did. They went out of their way to help. They were not just suffering with their fellow citizens, they did something about it. So compassion is the ability to really be there from others and it's for others. And it starts with that just awareness, the awareness that someone is in need and someone is struggling. I remember the first time I was compassionate. And I don't know if you remember the first time you felt compassion, but I was a little boy. And uh, my parents had this tradition on Christmas to go out and uh, bring some little baskets with some delicacies, food, coffee, uh, wine, to those that really had nothing. Often these were older people that lived out in farms or in little small houses. Maybe, you know, often these were women that uh, had lost their husband and had a very small pension and... Uh, just barely made uh, ends meet. And uh, when I saw one day this older woman, this older woman in her tiny little uh, living room that also was her bedroom, and we brought the basket in and we were the only ones that actually cared about her because she had no relatives left. And 
and she was just so frail, but at the same time, she was so happy and she had tears in her eyes and a big smile on her face. That was Christmas for her, that moment where we came in. In that moment, I, I felt so much empathy for her loneliness and certainly also for her meager life and her challenges. And, and at the same time, I also felt that compassion because I admired that she could really receive and that she was smiling and that she was giving me a piece of the chocolate that she had just to give a little bit back. And so I, I felt that even though I was just a little boy, that I made a difference with my mother, that just the presence, not only the gifts, but the presence of us really, I believe, brought light in her day. And so that was a very, very nice memory for me. And in especially at that Christmas, a better and I think also deeper memory than the train that I got as a present and that actually never really worked. So, but that's a whole different story. I can tell another time. After the break, we will talk more about compassion. What is actually something we can do? What are steps that help us to tap into our ability to have compassion? And is it a natural ability or do we actually have to learn it? And are there people that just cannot be compassionate? All of those questions will be answered after the break. So stay tuned. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author, Dr. Friedemann Schaub for Empowerment Radio and learn breakthrough solutions to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in the first and third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific to Empowerment Radio with host Dr. Friedemann Schaub on Transformation Talk Radio. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com to learn more. Known for his keen sense of humor, contagious smile, and extensive esoteric wisdom, EJ translates deep spiritual wisdom into practical advice to empower you to live your happiest, most fulfilled experience. Mystic Living Radio, deep spiritual wisdom, practical advice with EJ, Eliyahu Jihan. This hit show delivers profound experiences for all who want to live life to their deepest desires. Tune in monthly for Mystic Living Radio. Learn more by visiting vitaltransformation.org. Hey, did you know why they call the foundation the foundation? It's called the foundation because it completely eliminates your foundation for what you thought your reality was and creates a whole new space where you can have an entirely new reality that is foundationless. So from my point of view, they should call it the unfoundation or the foundationlessness. Either way, there's a big new global rewrite happening again because these guys cannot stop changing. There should be like a change anonymous that Gary and Dane go to. And it's happening April 28th to May 1st. You can find out about it at accessconsciousness.com forward slash global foundation. It's happening in Paris. Go to Paris or do it online or find a pod near you. These are all the options you have. And what else is possible? Oh. 
On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, this is Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio. Sometimes you hear encouraging messages like transform your life now, become empowered, create the life you crave, and it all seems overwhelming and you're not sure where to start. I'm here to tell you that self-improvement is not always fun and easy, but it is always worth it. The path to creating positive changes begins with releasing the things that have been holding you back. Then you can create a life that inspires you. I know this because I've done it. You can find out more about what I do by visiting my website, seattlehealinghypnosis.com. I look forward to supporting you on your journey. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. We are talking about compassion. And um, if you have any questions or you want to share your story about compassion. And one of the things about Empowerment Radio, which I find uh, is really dear to my heart, is that I'm not the, the big teacher who is telling you what this and this is about or stories about uh, my life or my clients. Of course, it is about, yeah, inspiration. It's about uh, guidance. It's about education. But it's also something that I would like you to share with all the other listeners, the, the wisdom that you have uh, taken on and that you have gathered throughout the years, the experiences that you have made. would love to hear from you to share those things and call in. 888-418-6890 if you need support, if you need guidance, if you feel I would love to have more compassion, I would love to receive more compassion, I don't know how. You can also use the instant messaging on the website that you're listening from. Just type in your question and I will do my best to answer it. Well, we are talking about compassion, the importance of compassion. As the Dalai Lama said, that love and compassion is not a luxury, it is a necessity. And he said, without it, we cannot really survive. Now, some people would say, no, forget about it. Compassion is definitely a luxury. It's like, uh, you know, two uh, pints of ice cream for someone who had a heart attack and still doesn't fit in their pants. Compassion is not something we can right now afford. And so in some ways, when you believe that, you believe that compassion is almost, you know, like something you have to study, learn, something that's not necessarily natural to us as a species, because isn't it true? It's all about the survival of the fittest, the strongest, and not the most compassionate. Well, research would contradict that, because research has found that compassion and the ability to be compassionate is natural not only to us as humans but also to animals there was a study in rats for example and i did research with rats and i still feel bad about it because on some level you know i definitely was the reason why many of those poor rats were dying due to the research and i'm grateful for them 
sacrificing their lives, but I did see firsthand how caring and compassionate rats can be. Well, in that research, they basically did the test where a rat was having a beautiful, delicious piece of chocolate in front of it, and next to it was another fellow rat that was put into a little water bucket and was about to drown. The question was, will the rat eat or help? Well, the rat helped pretty quickly. Maybe it thought for a moment about it, but then it just ran to, to support its mate. Now, if the rat had before the experience of almost drowning, the time that it was uh, needing to help was much shorter. It didn't even think about eating from that chocolate. It just went right to the rescue. Now, that is something that apparently also animals have inside as an instinct. Now, little toddlers, you know, that didn't really learn about compassion or mindfulness or anything like that, were also tested and not put into water pools and made drown. No, they were tested in regards to their ability to have compassion for adults. And so in that testing, they had adults pretend that they accidentally dropped a pen or that they tried to put books together and then the, the books that were all stapled up there uh, fell over and, uh, and they were observing the reaction of those little children. And it was interesting how a significant number of them instantaneously were just trying to help, reaching for the pen, reaching for the book, trying to put it back onto the pile. And uh, so what they found is that when the babies or the toddlers saw that the book or the pen were deliberately dropped, not accidentally, nothing happened. But when it appeared that, you know, through the facial expression or through maybe a sound the adult made, that it was an accident, they were right there. And so again, this is not necessarily learned behavior. This is something that was also instinctual in them. And to make that point even more, in adults, uh, the uh, researcher tested that um, ability to be compassionate uh, in a game where basically a group of people were playing a certain game and some of uh, the participants were losing the game and maybe, I don't know what they played, but they were maybe running out of money or so. And, uh, and so the participants were asked to spontaneously make a decision whether to help and maybe loan some money or support that uh, other player or whether to focus only on the win that they may have in their hands. And when people were spontaneously deciding without thinking, they always went to help others, to support others. But when they thought a little bit longer about it, usually the idea of, no, I want to win, or the idea of greed was winning out. So isn't it interesting that whole idea about being in your head or being in your heart? And how often do we just make decisions from the head? We are telling ourselves, well, you know, I should just uh, look after myself, or, you know, we're telling our sto ourselves stories why we shouldn't help someone because they should help themselves, or they are just going for the entitlement, or it's their own fault. You know, these are all thinking processes, thinking processes that often have to do also with self-protection. 
but they are overriding our natural instinct to be compassionate. And I think that's something we just need to know that we need to let go sometimes of thinking too much and, uh, and analyzing too much and just go with that what feels right, what our heart is telling us, and that may be the compassionate thing to do. Now, there is an interesting question that we got from uh, Brenda, and she says, uh, my son who is five years old seems to lack compassion for animals. He kills spiders and snails and seems to have fun doing it. Am I raising a psychopath? Well, that, that's a really good question. And uh, the answer is most likely not. And I have to admit that I also, as a child, for some reason, found some kind of pleasure in killing ants, which I still don't really fully comprehend because at the same time, very early in life, I also saved bugs from a pond or a pool. So I'm not sure what this was all about, but I have my theories. What happens with boys often is that there is this idea of emotions such as compassion being something for the girls, being something that is a, a weakness. Even when you're five years old, I remember when I was you know, just four or five years old, my sister had all these beautiful dolls laying around and I started playing with them because that felt nice. So I played house and I was the father and, you know, but then my friend came in and said, what are you doing? You're playing with dolls? Oh my God, you are such a wuss. And of course I stopped immediately and played, you know, Indians and cowboys or fort or whatever. And in the end, you know, just uh, lost that natural interest in just engaging in that. And that may have had something to do with that feeling of, oh yeah, I have to be tough. And in order to be tough, you have to be strong. In order to be strong, you have to domineer, you have to control. And that is, you know, what happens that you then control that what feels smaller and that feels more vulnerable. And that often, unfortunately, are animals, snails, ants, but also, you know, pets at home. And that is something we really, as parents, have to be very mindful about. There is a natural instinct to be compassionate, but there is also sometimes a tendency to override it. And so as parents, you want to teach your children that that natural instinct to have compassion is not about boy or girl. It's something that we all have, and that compassion is a power. That compassion is something that you want to do also because you want to honor the animals, you want to honor nature, and you want to be in awe of it. The snail has its home in that garden. The cat deserved to be petted and not pulled by its coat. Just to already start very early on to teach the reverence towards other beings, not only human beings, is very important. And then to also teach that when you're bigger and when you're stronger, that this doesn't give you a right to overpower and domineer, but actually it gives you more the responsibility to care for that, what may be more powerless, that may need your help. And that is a lesson that my mother has really taught me then early in life, which is then when I started to find bugs on the back of their, you know, of their bodies and I turned them around or 
I rescued little snails that were crossing the road. So there was something my mother did really, really beautifully to show me that all life matters. And that if you see that something is struggling, it is your responsibility to support it. And that this feels good, that this feels empowering, that this actually makes you more confident. Even if, and this is another thing my mother taught me there, even if others may make fun of you, even if others may not right away understand it. Because that is, to answer your question, Brenda, also something to really be mindful about, that maybe there is peer pressure on, you know, cruelty is cool, and just also explaining that sometimes we have to do that what feels right and not what other people say or tell us to do. Well, thanks for the question. Again, if you have more questions, call in or use the chat box. We will be right back talking more about compassion after the break. insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth thursday at 12 p.m pacific to a life untethered with andrew martin walking the path of freedom andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle energy worker spiritual teacher and international radio host for more about andrew and his services visit thelightedones.com Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Welcome to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am so thrilled that we've created this venue for all of you out there. Dr. Pat Basile will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. What we have heard is that you want to ensure for us that we keep positive, holistic, uplifting, transformative talk radio on the air. We're excited to bring you the contemporary conversations about Lyme disease. We promise not to let the light fade on Lyme. So fasten your seat belts. We've got lots more to share with you in the weeks to come. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio with Dr. Pat and help keep our mission strong on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. 
We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Uh, if you want to find out more about the work I'm offering, go to the fearandanxietysolution.com and you will find out what I can do for you in order to overcome not only fear and anxiety, but also depression, chronic health issues, by healing that what's really causing your challenges, by going to the deeper root cause by going to the level of the subconscious mind and really and uh, resolving those patterns that may have been really uh, you know holding you back for a long time <clears throat> now we talk about compassion and you may want to have compassion for me for a second because i have to cough wow that happens sometimes it must be really a dry air right now but in any case so we talk about compassion and we just talked about that compassion is a natural ability. Now, I know from many of my clients that had really a hard time being compassionate with their relatives that were at the last election in the US <coughs> voting differently than they would have wanted them to vote. And no matter if you go to the one or the other side, there was huge uh, contention. And uh, I think also in many ways, a lot of uh, conflict and disharmony in those families. And I heard many clients telling me, you know, I cannot really talk to my parents anymore because, you know, how could they and how could they stand for this? And, uh, and they didn't really have a sense of, compassion for them. And there are certainly also countless people that have a hard time to have compassion for those that don't seem to have compassion themselves. People that seem to rather be greedy or controlling, people that seem to be manipulative, whether these are the people in Washington or the people that are running, you know, our companies, there is certainly a sense of almost dismay that says, how can I be open to people that hurt me? How can I be open to people that don't seem to care about anyone but themselves? Well, and that is really where compassion is such a, a beautiful healing tool because the compassion is not that you're necessarily, you know, will do anything for them or to them, because maybe you will not reach them. Maybe there is uh, also an unwillingness to even receive your compassion if you had a chance to directly give it to whatever person you are struggling with. But compassion helps you. Compassion helps you to have a deeper understanding of what this person is really dealing with. Let's assume for a moment that most of the controlling, dysfunctional, maybe also selfish behavior of others is not coming from joy and purpose, 
but it comes from their own struggles, from their pains, from their insecurities, from their fears of being powerless. And let's assume that through compassion, you can actually see that struggle. You can understand the wounds and you can see that, well, that person is really also, you know, suffering in so many ways. I mean, I know from some biography that I read that, uh, for example, our president didn't necessarily have the most joyful upbringing and some of his attitudes and behaviors can be explained also by his relationship with his father. And let's assume for a moment that a lot of times when we do look at, for example, him and uh, he's releasing some erratic uh, Twitter messages that seem to be so you know, defensive and aggressive and this whole attitude, if you hit me, I hit you 10 times harder, all this bullying behavior, doesn't that come often from something inside that feels threatened, that feels not good enough, that feels not heard, that feels that somehow it has to defend itself at all costs? So if you're a moment, for a moment, imagining that such an aspect exists in the person that you may struggle the most with, if you imagine that there is a little wounded child in that person that just wants to either be left alone or wants to get attention at all costs, couldn't you then have a little bit more understanding and compassion? You don't have to condone anything that person is doing. You don't have to even forgive that person, but you can understand that what happens doesn't necessarily have to do anything with you. So in that way, compassion can just bring more peace to you because you don't take other people's behavior and actions personally. You don't feel it's against you, but it's really something you can see is maybe just a survival pattern that person is in. And again, this is not about saying, okay, do whatever you want, but it's about not going down the same path of negativity, judgment, or rejection that can be tempting, just to be right, just do exactly that what you feel is done to you. But again, it just leads to a separation and it doesn't lead to unity. And so if you feel that you have with your parents, for example, a fallout for whatever reason, maybe because of the last election, have a little bit of compassion for them. Think about also that there may be something that they feel is, you know, coming from fear inside of them, from concern, from uh, a fear of loss, a fear of uh, instability, a fear of not being understood. And so they just made the choice based on that fear. And if you can have compassion for that fear, you can also just much more find peace with them, even though you may completely disagree, just avoid that topic, but open your heart and have a little bit more understanding. And how to do that? Put yourself into the shoes of others. That's one of those really core and, you know, you could say no-brainer advices about, uh, about compassion. But isn't it true that we often kind of almost uh, avoid doing that? A client of mine told me about her roommate who just drives her nuts. She seemed to be controlling. 
She seemed to always talk about herself. She seemed to never listen. And she just felt like, you know, in some ways, this person is not really a friend. She's just really selfish. So when you declare somebody as selfish, well, you put a label on their forehead. And in that moment, basically, that person is, you know, already judged by you. And there is no bridge. There is no con connection anymore. So I asked her just to tell me a little bit about what she knows uh, of the childhood of this uh, of this roommate, and she told me how challenging it was, and how you know she was uh, definitely dealing with a, a rageaholic father, and so on. So just by talking about that, there is certainly some kind of a, a woundedness in her. It already softened that uh, that perspective on her roommate. And then putting herself in the shoes of her by really realizing, well, maybe she doesn't want to hear about my problems because it would just get her too emotional. It would get her maybe too close to her own problems. Maybe she's just sitting on her own Pandora's box and doesn't want to really open it up. And so if I, meaning this client of mine, if I'm opening up, and say, you know, I have trouble with my boyfriend, I feel insecure. The reason probably why she's avoiding even to listen is because my issues are just like her issues because, you know, this client also had a similar upbringing. And so she doesn't want to be reminded of that. And just this little compassionate understanding helped her to find peace, to find peace with that roommate and find more peace with the situation and also be more willing to to create a bridge. Sometimes a bridge can also be a, just opening up and saying, you know, I don't like when we are, you know, not connected or I don't like when you don't listen. And, you know, a boundary can be a bridge in this regard. But it all starts with compassion. And Justin, we're just going to skip the break. Uh, so that is really one of those things about compassion that I find so powerful, this, this spending a moment in other people's shoes. And guess what? If you can go there and you feel it hurts, well, chances are it hurts them probably too. Now, another way to be compassionate and to foster the habit of compassion is just to listen how often do we actually listen? You know, I think maybe men are a little bit worse than, than women in that. But uh, I know, you know, there are many times that I was told by my spouse until I changed. But, you know, I'm a very good listener in my work. But when it comes to my wife, sometimes I just uh, immediately wanted to jump into a solution. I immediately wanted to help her. And at the beginning of our marriage, that could be a little challenging. And so rather than, you know, she saying like, uh, well, I'm frustrated with this and that. And I saying, oh, you probably have just not slept enough. Let's have a good night's sleep and you're going to feel better tomorrow. I really understood what's much more helpful for her is just to listen and also maybe help her to feel heard by saying, well, this must be really hard. I'm sorry that you feel that way. That in itself is a very simple way to be compassionate because, again, compassion doesn't have to be fixing. Compassion can also be in that moment just to be there and embrace the other person with understanding, give them a shoulder to lean on, give them someone who is witnessing their pain 
and just gives them the sense that they are not alone. And that is a random act of kindness. And other random acts of kindness and compassion can be things that just spontaneously feel right. Like, uh, you know, I talked about this game planning, playing. If you feel like there is someone, you know, that just asks for, you know, maybe a dollar on the street. And even if you have the story, it's all a scam or they should get a job or whatever those things are, or they only use it for alcohol. If you have a feeling that someone, a homeless person in the street, wants, you know, maybe a dollar or 50 cent, just do it. And just really have compassion, but not just like dropping in and running away, but maybe you want to smile. Maybe you want to have a little chat. Maybe you want to acknowledge the person because what this person may need more than a dollar is just to be seen as a person. That can be a random act of compassion, a random act of kindness. Sometimes I you know, walk around and I just see you know, that someone has... Uh, a card in front of them and they're obviously lost and looking for you know, a way to get around. So stop. When you see that, I do stop and ask them, can I help you? That's something very simple that just opens up that pathway to be more compassionate and be more caring. And what I find so fascinating when we do that is that we feel more connected with each other. We see just, you know, us more as, uh, you know, a big family in some ways. I know that sounds trite, but it's true because you do feel like, wow, what I give to those, I can also be open to receive back. You know, compassion goes both ways. And often when we are more compassionate to others, somehow we are also more uh, open to receive any kind of kindness and support. Which brings me also then to that, what is important about compassion, that we are also giving it to ourselves, And that's a whole other uh, program that we will talk about at some point. But self-compassion, try to read up on it, but even more importantly, try to practice it. When you wake up in the morning and you have a headache, don't beat yourself up, don't push yourself, don't ignore that pain by such stuffing some anti-inflammatory. No, just really spend a moment and say, oh, I'm sorry that I feel this way. Oh, that sucks. Well, I will just be a little bit more slow today or a bit more mindful. I will maybe have a little nap and just treat yourself as someone that you would really deeply care about and be compassionate with. So that's also something that self-compassion that is a gift that you give to yourself, but then it will also keep on giving as you will be more compassionate to others. Now, I would love to do a little meditation that uh, ultimately is a daily practice, a love and kindness practice that is all about fostering the habit of being compassionate. So if you want to just lean back a little bit Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. And exhale. And just think about for a moment someone that is close to you. 
someone who loves you. It can be someone from the past or the present. It can be a person or an animal. It can be even a spiritual guide or teacher. Just imagine that person right now on your right side, sending you love. Just imagine that right now from whatever source you can feel that warm, compassionate love from that person. Feel the kindness, feel the warmth. And if you want to, you can bring more sources of love, compassion and kindness right there in front of you or to the side so that you really get entrained with that wonderful feeling. And then bring your awareness back to that person that you started with. And from your heart, send love back to that person or that animal. Feeling that your heart becomes more open, more soft, and that there is a warm energy maybe like a light beam from your heart emanating and gently enveloping itself towards that person around and within. And then you can just silently contemplate or repeat May you live with ease. May you be happy. May you be free from pain. May you live in peace. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering. Good, and then you can just allow yourself to bring in another person, a person maybe that you feel more neutral towards in front of you, someone that you want to also feel more connected to or more compassionate. In the same way, you simply open up Feel that energy that you have received and that is naturally inside of you, emanating from your heart, wrapping it like a warm blanket around that person. And repeat silently, just as I wish to, may you always live 
with ease and happiness. May you also live with peace and happiness. And as you just feel that person from being neutral, just noticing a deeper connection, maybe a greater awareness, maybe also an appreciation for what you may have not really seen before in that person. Set your intention to foster that connection and to maybe learn to know that person even more through a little chat or a random act of kindness. And then bring in front of you a person that you have been struggling with. Someone that made you judge him or her. Someone that you really feel distant from or maybe you feel truly hurt by. From the safety of this moment, from the safety of your love and compassion, sent also from your heart that energy, that healing force, knowing that that person also deserves love and compassion, knowing that this person and all, whatever he or she have been doing, also suffer, are in pain, are in need of peace and relief, Send that energy from your heart and repeat silently, just as I wish to. May you live with ease, happiness and good health. May you live with peace, happiness and free of suffering. And as you do that, you just notice that any kind of negativity, any kind of judgment can be released with that compassion. Any kind of sense of maybe fear or anxiety or maybe even complete rejection disappears. You may feel actually that this person is just like you another human being on the journey through life. Maybe the person is more lost. Maybe the person has more weight and baggage carrying around. Maybe the person has barricaded the heart a little bit more and is a little bit more blind to what really is going on in and around. But you don't feel in that moment any need to hide out, to lash out, to defend or judge. In this moment, you can go to that pure energy of peaceful compassion. Knowing that by doing so, you are not becoming a force of further negativity and divisiveness, but instead you are becoming a force of love and healing. And the more of us are practicing this meditation, 
the more peace and happiness will be on the planet. So thank you for listening. Thank you for opening your hearts and your minds. Try to be compassionate today to yourself and others. And this way, truly making an empowered difference in the world. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Join Dr. Friedemann the first and third Wednesday each month at 11 a.m. Pacific as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. Discover how you can use the power of your mind to overcome stress, anxiety, and overwhelm and create a solid foundation of confidence and self-esteem. Learn cutting-edge tools so that you can approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. To learn more about what Dr. Schaub can do for you, visit the fearandanxietysolution.com.